Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi guys, Dave here. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a flashback here. We're going to rewind to that time we saw the Lost Boys. I don't remember what we said, so this will be as much of a surprise for me as it will be for you. We do have a new episode coming in a few days. We're going to see Five Nights at Freddy's. But in the meantime, please enjoy whatever we thought about The Lost Boys. Michael and Sam have just moved to Santa Carla, California. They're about to discover its secret. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Right, we've watched The Lost Boys. Firstly, full spoilers for The Lost Boys. Yes. From now on. So if you haven't seen it and you care then go watch it I guess yeah um, I genuinely thought that we would make it through this whole movie without you knowing what it was about <laughs> why because you it took you so long to figure out it was a vampire movie <laughs> like the, well, the the Corey Haim was being handed comics about vampires yeah saying, I realised at that you point you need to watch yourself there are vampires in this town and you were still like is it werewolves <laughs> no but honestly, the first 15 minutes of this is just a pure teen movie, which is quite interesting. And it's only a 90-minute movie. so This is a nice length. A, lar- a large part of the movie isn't a, a horror movie. Um, but yeah, it's an, it's a, I'm really glad we watched it, because it was a really interesting watch. But I see now what you mean about it being more of a cult classic than a classic. If you yeah, hold as it up, in it's not a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's, no, it's not a bad movie either. It's, it's falls somewhere in between. There's some stuff I liked about it. Um, but overall, I would say it's not, you know, it's not brilliantly made or anything. It's a beloved movie. Yeah. And But what, what I'm saying is, and, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners absolutely love this. And I, and I do not want to diminish that. And I love movies that I both acknowledge are bad movies and also I love movies that I refuse to acknowledge are bad movies that other people t- call bad movies so that's the whole thing is subjective yeah you can argue you can argue with us at the cinema on Twitter um, we'll, we're happily well, talking there's nothing to it, argue about I think it's a perfectly middle of the road movie I don't think it's a good movie uh, personally and I never did um, I've, I, th- I think this is only the second time I've ever watched it because I didn't ever have an interest in rewatching it um, but yeah, let's talk about what it is about. So it's about sure. two brothers moved to a town called Santa Cruz, which is like a, a coastal resort with their mother. 
because their parents have just gotten a divorce um, and it's summer and so actually it's got like Santa Cruz classic tropes. no Santa, Santa Carla is where they moved to which just is Santa Cruz and it's like a classic trope of a teen movie anyway you're new in town it's the summer you're meeting new people so I like those elements I think kind of what made me sad from the outset is that Corey Haim is the star and obviously he ended up having such a sad life and he's like suffered with loads of addiction problems and the other Corey who's also in this claims that he was like abused as a kid and um, yeah, they both had very have had tr- very tragic yeah lives. so I felt quite I felt a bit uncomfortable watching him because of that you know that's where they met yeah, yeah. Um, but he's brilliant he's really brilliant in it I think he he's is. a great actor yeah Corey Haim is whole kind of holds this movie together he's yeah, Corey, the heart of yeah, it yeah he's really sweet and yeah. um, Corey Feldman's like, Corey Feldman is weird. just a putting on a weird voice he's putting on the bat he's like did it way yeah. before Christian Bale did it yeah, I don't know what he's doing in this yeah. movie because Corey Feldman is is uh, I think it can be quite a fine comic actor I really enjoy oh him. he's the a good bur- actor yeah the burbs stand by me he, he does yeah, good work good actor. so he's like but whatever whatever he's doing here I mean it's just ridiculous characters the frog brothers I mean they're silly characters but yeah so and then I found it fascinating that at the start of the movie you, you'd rarely see this written as it was ro- the credits are rolling it said in alphabetical order and I thought oh this is a movie where there's a lot of stars fighting about billing there's no stars in this movie they're all unknowns Kiefer Sutherland mm, Kiefer Sutherland I think was pretty uh, well I'm gonna frantically google you don't it. need you to frantically on. google anything anyway I just thought that was interesting that it said like in alphabetical order because you don't often see that and I really enjoyed the setting so I love how 80s it is because um, it's obviously was like 86 87 so it's like it's real it's knee deep in the 80s yeah, and the 90s hadn't caught up with them yet so like the, it's awesome and kind of the punk stuff and it's one of the most 80s looking movies yeah, I've ever seen like, it looks brilliant it's the kind of thing if you made a movie now and said steep it in 80s it wouldn't even look as 80s no. as this and I think um, in terms of like the visuals I really enjoyed it like I think the vampire makeup was amazing and I think some of the special effects were really fun like we were laughing saying that a lot of the time it looked like someone it was like shooting a music video it was all very kind of blurry and ropey and movie and all that kind of stuff and um it looked like the sex scene was funny like it just looked like something straight out of a of a, of a movie of a of a music video so yeah there's loads of elements of a really liked a it, bad like, music video um, and there that, was some stuff the at the start the whole looks like total eclipse of the heart it does and there's some stuff at the start I really enjoyed when you were kind of in the teen stuff like the best um, chat up line of all time when Star says if you want your ear pierced I'll do it that's the first thing she says when she meets him um, the older brother and it really reminded me of Greece too loads of it like this young guy comes to town and he's trying to be like really cool uh, Corey Haim's oldest brother I literally can't remember the name of the character and he wants to fit in and gets initiated he into wants to a, fit certain, in. And a then tribe he almost. goes to yeah but like kind of a bikey gang yeah. but then he like basically follows them to a cave right um, are you talking about Grease 2 or the Lost Boys the Lost Boys <laughs> but something very similar happens in Grease 2 and then he <coughs> just takes drink of something they give him without asking what it is and then they all actually jump off a train track and he jumps after them. Yeah. And it's like he, that thing when your mother says, if they jumped off a cliff, jumped would off you? A bridge, I was and thinking it's like, that. this guy will. Yeah. Like, he's such a loser. Like, like, he absolutely deserved to be turned into a vampire. Yeah. And, like, at no point in this movie was I rooting for him in any way. 
I was rooting for no, Corey, not the other No, you don't get brother. a sense of Michael as a character. You no. just hear his name repeated over and over again. It's just Michael. Like, yeah, he's really Come handsome. join us, Michael. It's basically Michael. Michael's handsome and he's just Michael. a plot point. That's all he is. He's a plot point. Like, it's That's just weird. Perfect. And I think and I think where the movie <laughs> fell down is it's obviously like a sp- spoofy and like silly. But I feel like it never got under the skin of anyone as such, right? You never cared about any of the characters. But it also wasn't camp or spooky enough for, or silly enough for me that that it didn't matter that I didn't care about any of the characters. Like it was neither yeah. here nor there. This is exactly my problem with the whole movie. The tone, it's it's caught between two different tones. Yeah. And the, the story of the production of this movie um, explains that. Because you had Richard Donner off the back of The Goonies in 1985 who develops this movie with a few screenwriters who I forget the names of. Um, and it was essentially supposed to be a vampire the Goonies with vampires aimed at a 13 to 14 year old audience yeah because some of the and stuff with Corey and his friends felt really young but then you yes. kind of the sex scene and the but older a lot kids. of it a lot of it stayed so like all of Corey and the Frog Brothers characters that's from the Goonies movie and feels like a Goonies movie like when they're going into the cave to kill the vampires it's like an adventure and mm-hmm. there's a um, they're scared and they scream they even act like they're in a Goonies movie and then you've got Michael and the the teenagers and that feels like a different movie and that's because Joel um, the movie was in development was taking too long to develop and Richard Donner walked off to do Lethal Weapon instead and Joel Schumacher came in and he said something like um, there's a direct quote from him in an interview saying I wanted it to be older and sexier um, right, that explains the music video stuff. Yes, so he, um, he and he even agreed to make a music video for some of the bands to clear the music rights for the music. He said, "I'll make a music video for you next year for free if you give me the music rights." Oh, funny! So he's <laughs> there's a music video link there. So that's why he asked. He brought in another screenwriter and asked him to age up all the characters, including Corey, because the um, the Frog Brothers were eight described in the Richard Donner script as. Uh, chubby eight-year-olds oh yeah and these guys are like 15 16 yeah so so everyone was kind of aged up it became a sort of teen sexy thing but i think but also joel schumacher brought a sort of a darker age and it went to a 15 rated movie well some of the stuff with Kiefer sutherland and his friends and i think they all looked awesome their makeup and like Kiefer sutherland's obviously really good but totally underutilized and you know sorry that stuff was cool but like we never saw enough of that either but you know that that makeup influenced um, the look of the vampires in Buffy the Vampires. Oh, funny! Yeah, the makeup's amazing. Yeah. I Joss really enjoyed that. Joss Whedon has openly said uh, that this move, this this movie, heavily influenced Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So for that, I am immortally grateful. <laughs> um, and it did. T- about halfway through the movie, we went, "Oh, they're called the Lost Boys because they never grow up." And it yeah, was you funny. spotted the Peter Pan reference, yeah. which I never had. And it was funny because I was thinking. Parts of it visually reminded me of Hook, which is a movie I love. Yeah, good show. Um, so I wonder if it inspired that a bit as well. It, it felt a bit like that, some of the cave stuff. Well, apparently Richard Donner's original script, uh, it, that, that was deliberate and there was a lot of more allusions to Peter Pan and the Lost Boys in it or references. Oh, interesting. Um, so that's what I mean. It feels like a movie that's caught between two visions or two directors mm-hmm. that never quite evolved... It, it, like I almost wish that either Richard Donner had made 
the Vampire Goonies movie because that sounds fun yeah. or Joel Schumacher had made a sort of raunchy uh, sexy quote unquote uh, teen vampire movie with a horror real horror movie because this is neither this is kind of yeah, both, both yeah. mashed together and for me it doesn't quite none of it really gels and but I do think like if I was a kid when I watched it I would have loved it because there are those yes. fun elements when like the Corys kind of do the home alone thing and you know get the house ready to catch the vampires with like the holy water and all that but again then that was There's all a lot too, to like it was it, it was yeah. over too quickly like and i know i love when movies are short but i actually think that this movie suffered a little bit from its length because it didn't i don't know by the time it got to that big home alone sequence that should have been amazing but then that just wrapped up very quickly and i really enjoyed actually the earlier scene in the movie when the um the mom's boyfriend came over for dinner and they tried to catch a big oh, vampire. That's a really good the scene. Ma- um, Diane Weist, or I don't know, Weist, I don't know how to say her name. Um, she's the standout for me. I think she's brilliant in yeah, this she's movie. Really and good. so lovable. And uh, and yes, her boyfriend, Max, is fantastic. That's brilliant, yeah. And the sort of payoff with him is really good. I yeah. love the dinner scene I where, really like that. where Corey um, Haim brings the two frog brothers over and they throw... W- holy water on him like there is a lot of fun stuff in here but it's just like it's all a bit of a mishmash and there's so, a really good um it's it's a good twist to be fair because they think earlier on he's the head vampire so then you think well obviously it's not him because they're thinking it too yeah early. i bought into that so then we obviously think it's Kiefer sutherland and then turns out it is the boyfriend and i just really enjoyed that so that was a good but you know that that scene um the dinner scene with them is so good as well yeah I really enjoyed that and I love yeah it's just silly and funny and they're like throwing things at him and giving him grated garlic see there's actually a lot of really great stuff and that's the stuff if you're a kid like that's really fun to think of a grown up's coming to your house and you're like you know attacking a grown up or giving him garlic or you know throwing water on his lap whatever but that's the thing I think and again I don't want to diminish this this movie for people who love it because if I were 13 when I'd seen this I, I would be in this position right now raving about it and defending it because mm-hmm. I because loving a movie is very different to like saying something's very good like like I don't love um, Citizen Kane I don't even love The Godfather I don't throw on The Godfather I think The Godfather is one of the best movies I've ever seen I'm never going to chuck that on I'm going to chuck on Ghostbusters 2 You mean like on a rainy Sunday afternoon That's because I love Ghostbusters 2 And I love Grease 2 And people don't like Ghostbusters 2 And say it's a bad movie People say Grease 2 isn't as good as Grease 1 And they're wrong It's actually better (laughs) So so like movies are personal And so and, And I appreciate people will be listening to To us Sounds like we're negging on the last one. No, it boys. doesn't. We're not. We're actually we're being not. positive. I, I'm actually. I think there's a lot of good stuff in here, but I enjoyed it's watching not it. in my movie. And I don't. I didn't sit there and really enjoy myself because I find I'm just like, I don't. I can't invest. I don't care. It. It came along. It came along at the wrong time in my life. I think, and certainly at the wrong time in your life because well, you're, yeah. ti- you're tired and pregnant. Well, no. It's just <laughs> I. I actually enjoyed watching it. I'm really glad I watched it. Um. But for me, it's like I kept thinking of Stand By Me, partially because there's a Corey and there's a Kiefer Sutherland who are both in Stand By Me, and how much that, how much I love that movie. And that's, a, I mean, that's a, it's an unfair comparison. I'm not comparing them, but I couldn't help but think of it watching this, you know, and the love I have for that movie. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm really glad we watched though, and it is definitely, as we said, like a cult Hollywood, Halloween classic. So thank you everyone for voting for it because I'm really glad we watched it. I think it's really fun. Yeah. 
but by God, please vote for the Wicker Man next year. <laughs> we need that extra 1%. We do need that You've extra 1%. You've got to 1%. watch that movie. Because that is an incredible movie. I'll watch it next year if people vote for oh it. Oh, God. Um, and one of the patented things we do over on our Patreon when we record these retro movie reviews, which we do a lot of, we do like, we've been doing at least one a month since last April. Um, yeah, we have done so many old movies over on our Patreon. Yeah, what have we done? Uh, what what have we done, you tell me? Usually the Rock? We have um, a lot more to say about them than this. This one was just, I guess there's not that much to say about it. We've watched The Rock, we've watched Plane Trains, Automobiles. True Lies. Oh yeah, that was really fun. Heat. Which was my favourite one we ever watched in terms of the review, not the that movie. That was your first time seeing Heat as well. Yeah. Great uh, movie. Starship Troopers, Princess, Princess Bride, E.T. E. Also, if you want to hear our thoughts on... We, and we, we Sorry, we we like all those movies as well. We didn't... Sorry, we're not we're not going to ruin your your, <laughs> no. your childhood feelings about always, those movies um, either. They're um, always voted on by a poll by the Patreons because we love a poll. But the patented part of those reviews is fun facts. Yes, but how do you hear those reviews? You go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cinemile, um, subscribe, help the show and help us out and you get access to all those movies, loads of TV reviews and you get to vote on what we'll, what we'll watch yes. next. But Dave, what are the fun facts on this movie? Yeah, so we do fun facts on that stuff. So. Dave does them. I list Dave researches and, yeah, and I And you listen. just listen and yeah. look surprised. Um, I wish I tried to find some fun facts about Corey Hames' shirts. Because he had some wild yeah, they 80s were awesome. shirts in that, but it just, I just think it's an overzealous costume design. I think it was just standard fashion. <laughs> yeah, they told like, him just wear whatever you're wearing. Yeah. Come in. <laughs> there's no costume department today. Just come in and whatever Baggy you got Hawaiian on. Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Um, right. This one's kind of obvious, but the two Frog brothers are called uh, Edgar Frog and Alan Frog. I'm yeah. pretty sure you can connect the dots I on did that guess one. I that one. Yeah. Um, it's, what's the fact? There. There's no fact. There's just a, it's a reference to Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, this is supposed to be. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not having fun. No, you're just pointing out names of in people in a movie I just saw. Yeah, but some people may not have spotted the <laughs> reference to Edgar Allan Poe, okay. and that makes it a fun fact. Okay. A, or trivia. Maybe we'll just call this trivia from now on because <laughs> there's an expectation of fun that yeah. I'm not appreciating. Um, there were two sequels. Two to this sequels to this movie. Oh wow! Both direct to DVD. In 2008, The Lost Boys, The Tribe. And in 2010, Lost Boys, The Thirst. With the Corey? Both. No, uh, just one Corey. Corey Feldman. He reprised his role as Edgar Frog. And then in the 2010 one, his brother, Alan Frog, showed showed up. Same actors. Uh, Both of those movies. I haven't seen either of those movies. Don't want to see them. They both have a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Um, That's incredible. That's really hard to get zero. It's not easy. And they even had low audience scores. Oh, so wow. like they were like 20, 30% audience scores. That's so amazing. like even the even even the Lost Boys fans can't find <laughs> something to like about those movies. Um Ben Stiller auditioned to be a vampire in this movie. Cool. Was unsuccessful. <laughs> because Bill or Ted got it. It was Bill. That's oh. Bill. Um Schumacher wanted to uh, make a sequel and he tried to convince Warner Brothers to make a sequel called The Lost Girls and here's a direct quote wow I said I said to them two gorgeous teenage biker chicks who are vampires it'll be great 
So just the same movie then. But they don't listen to me. <laughs> they already have a gorgeous biker chick in this. Bike, biker girls. I know, right? That's just embarrassing. I think that's one of my favourite quotes of all time. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. But they didn't listen to me. <laughs> Can anyone tell Dave's got a cough here? <coughs> I can't tell if you're laughing or coughing. I'm laughing hard at that brilliant quote. Right, I actually had loads more fun facts, but I've actually said most of them in the course of this episode. Yeah, I was thinking you sounded really knowledgeable during the episode. It's because you had the fun facts ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Dave. I I spread the fun. Excellent research as usual. (laughs) I love when you do all the work. (laughs) I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. Um, So thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed the movie if you've rewatched it this year. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Bye. I don't know what, that was like a spooky Borat. Yeah, that was weird. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.